Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Angels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're locked into your host, Brent McGuire. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Visit rockauto.com right now to find an amazing selection and reliably low prices for all the parts your car will ever need. Just make sure to tell them that Locked On sent you. In today's episode, we're going to break down uh, roughly the last week of Angels Baseball or so. We didn't do the episodes last Thursday, Friday, and uh, on Monday of this week. So I do want to catch everybody up on where the Angels stand right now. Uh, we're going to talk about the Angels' offensive struggles in the really the last two months and kind of an announcement of where uh, we stand and uh, personally where I stand with the network before we get into all that. But as usual... If you want to follow the podcast, you can find us at Locked On Angels on Twitter. And if you haven't done so already, make sure to download, subscribe, and rate and review the Locked On Angels podcast wherever you get your podcast from. So happy Tuesday. Hope you are doing well. Enjoyed your weekend. Uh, we've got a lot to talk about in this episode. And like I mentioned, we're going to talk about everything from really the past week of Angels baseball or so. And I do apologize for missing some of the episodes for the end of last weekend on Monday, I was out of town for a wedding, so I was unable to really provide any of the Angels coverage. Uh, and obviously, this is going to be the final week that I am here at the Locked On Podcast Network. So this Friday's episode will be my final one. And uh, much like I talked about last week, again, this is all bittersweet. I've had a very, very good time doing this podcast. It's been a lot of fun. I really feel like it has been a huge, huge part of my life for the past year or so. But as I mentioned last week, there are some other things coming up in my life that are just quite frankly going to take priority. So this is going to be my final week. Uh, I have not personally found a replacement for the podcast, but I do know that the network is working on it right now. I'm hoping maybe I can announce something as the week goes along, but I, I'm not quite sure, but we will have a replacement for the show. But with that being said, let's get into some Angels baseball discussion. We kind of left off uh, last week uh, with the Tiger series. And uh, like I mentioned in Wednesday's episode, I was kind of recording uh, during the game on Tuesday and didn't have the full details of what was going to happen. And that was kind of about the start where things were going pretty well for the Angels. They went into the ninth inning of that game in Detroit, their first game of the series. It's tied up 2-2. Joe Adele hits a go-ahead grand slam in the ninth inning. Just an awesome moment for him. His first home run of the season was probably the biggest hit of his career. So really, really cool moment. Uh, took that momentum into Wednesday's game and man, Wednesday's game was a lot of fun. This was the Shohei Otani show, much like we've seen for much of this year, but this was just a whole nother level that Otani went to. So he started on the mound for the Angels, eight innings, six hits, one run allowed, eight strikeouts, no walks, uh, very well could have went out for the ninth inning. 
He was only at 90 pitches, but I do understand why he was pulled from this game. He got his eighth win of the season, dropped his ERA on the season down to 2.79, and hit his MLB leading 40th home run uh, in the eighth inning. Just a very cool moment for him. The crowd in Detroit was very cognizant of the fact that what was happening was pretty crazy, and they responded as so. So this was just the ultimate Shohei Otani performance, tossing eight dominant innings on the mound, hitting his 40th home run, just uh, the perfect illustration of everything that Otani has done so well this year. And then Thursday's game. This was a game that really just felt like it was out of hand because the Angels were down 10-2 to in this game, going into the sixth inning. They ended up winning this game 13-10. to It was the largest comeback that they've had since 1986 against those same Detroit Tigers. Six runs in the sixth inning, another run in the seventh, three in the eighth, and a one run in the ninth inning. Just an unbelievable comeback for the Angels. There were home runs from Max Stassi, Phil Gosselin, a Brandon Marsh tripled twice. One of them probably should have been his first home run. Uh, you had doubles from Jared Walsh and Jose Iglesias, 16 hits as a team. You go up and down the lineup from this Thursday win that completed the sweep in Detroit for the Angels. And this was just an all-around effort. I mean, you had two hits and two walks from Shohei Otani. You had two hits from David Fletcher. You had three hits, including a home run from Phil Gosselin. Jared Walsh went three for four with two RBIs and two walks. You had three hits. Uh, three RBIs, two triples from Brandon Marsh. You had two hits, including a home run from Max Stacey. I mean, this was an all-around offensive attack for the Angels. And that's what kind of made the entire series uh, over the weekend against Cleveland just kind of disappointing. We're going to talk about the Angels' offensive struggles a little bit more uh, in the second part of this episode. But really not much happened for the Angels over this weekend. They go to Cleveland, first game, just an absolute stinker. They lose 9-1. to uh, Jaime Berea allows five runs in his two innings of work. The bullpen was not a whole lot better. Uh, Cleveland got a really good performance from several of their pitchers. They kind of had a, uh, almost like a they, their starter went four innings. Reliever came in for three innings, and then two innings from uh, their other relievers, and yeah, just a, an absolute dud of a night for the Angels. I don't know if I really have much else to add for this game. Saturday's game, kind of the same thing. Just not a good performance for the Angels. Reed Detmers really struggled uh, after having a really strong start his last time around against the Houston Astros. He allowed three runs, seven hits, and three and two-thirds innings. Just really did not have anything working in this game. And again, the Angels' offense did not do much of anything. They had three hits, just one walk on the night. Really dominant performance from Tristan McKenzie. Uh, he's been really, really good over his last few starts. So this was a case of, I think, the Angels just running into a really, a, a pitcher that's very talented that's kind of turning his season around, especially as of late. And then Sunday's game could have been a lot of fun. And in many ways it was because the Angels were playing in the Little League Classic. They were in Williamsport. It was really fun to see the interaction between 
the Angels, some Angels players, and some of the kids. I mean, it's it's a really cool event that I, I've got to give credit to Major League Baseball for doing a very good job of. But the Angels just did not do anything on the field. Jose Suarez didn't have his best start. Three runs allowed in his four innings of work. But quite frankly, it wasn't going to matter what an Angel starter did because the offense, once again, did not do anything. Uh, Cal Quantrill had seven shutout innings, struck out nine batters, two walks, just a, again, another really rough performance for the Angels. Three games against Cleveland. They scored two runs in 27 innings. And again, it's a reminder that Thursday's game, they scored 13 runs. Last Tuesday, they scored eight runs. So they did not do anything offensively over the weekend. It was just, it was a rough performance. And again, we're going to talk about this a little bit more in the second part of this episode because this is a trend that has been pretty much happening in the entire second half of the season. So, uh, yeah, really, really tough uh, weekend for the Angels. And another event that was not great for the Angels that transpired over the uh, past week or so, uh, Patrick Sandoval went on the injured list with a left lumbar spine stress reaction. Uh, Not exactly sure what this entails, but Joe Madden said Sandoval was not going to be pitching for a while. It's very likely that he's done for the year. This obviously sucks because Sandoval has been one of, if not the biggest bright spots for the Angels this year. If you just look at expectations and what a player has done. Sandoval has stepped into the rotation since the middle of May and been extremely good. I mean, his start-to-start consistency has been a lot of fun. He almost had a no-hitter a couple of months ago. You could have maybe seen this coming because in his last start, the fastball velocity dropped about two miles per hour, and maybe that could have just been a little blip in the radar, but in hindsight, it's pretty obvious that something was going on, and again, this kind of sucks. Sandoval has been such a big part of maybe some fans feeling optimistic about the rotation moving forward, and him experiencing injury to end the year is obviously not what you want when you're trying to build for next season. So we're going to take our first break of this episode. When we get back, we're going to talk about the Angels' offensive struggles. But first, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get the updated odds, props, and contest uh, at Bet Online. If you go to the website at Bet Online, .ag, you can sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. So let's get back into the second part of the episode. So this weekend was not a good one for the Angels offensively, and it feels like that's been the trend for the Angels for quite some time. I mean, if you go back to the beginning of July, which is a pretty large sample at this point. The Angels have undoubtedly have had one of the worst offenses in the entire sport. If you this is going into 
Monday's uh, slate of games. So this might have changed slightly if other teams jumped them or went behind them. But since the beginning of July, the Angels have scored the fourth fewest runs. They have the fourth worst weighted runs created plus. And as an offense, they've hit a collective 240, 300, 380. This offense has been really bad. And I do think it's important to put the disclaimer in that Mike Trout has not been playing during that time. Anthony Rendon has barely played during that time. There was a stretch where Jared Walsh, Justin Upton were not playing. So it's not all that surprising that the Angels have struggled a little bit. But at the same time, with what Shohei Otani is doing, having someone like David Fletcher, Max Stassi, you would think that maybe they, they could have stuck around the middle of the pack. That has not been the case. And you look around at some of the problems during that time, and really, it has been Shohei Otani and not much of anybody else outside of maybe Max Stassi. David Fletcher has mostly been fine in that time. He's kind of cooled off a little bit. But I think the one guy that you look at that has really kind of changed how this offense has looked, and that's Jared Walsh. He has really struggled over the last few months. And obviously there was an injury mixed in there. But even when he was healthy, Walsh has kind of shown this trend throughout the year. His numbers have gotten worse in each month of this season to the point where he's basically been borderline unplayable for the past month or so. And do I think that is representative of his true talent level? Probably not. But I also think there was some regression coming from where he was at at the beginning of the season. I, I'm not worried about Walsh being a productive, good, everyday major league hitter, but I do think there was a level that he was at that was probably going to be unsustainable. I don't think anybody really thought that Jared Walsh was going to be a top 10 to 15 hitter in baseball, but the decline to this point has been really, really stark. I mean, he has been about 50 to 60% worse than the league average hitter over the last two months. And again, we have seen a decline in the power. We've seen an uptick in strikeouts. It's been a rough go for Jared Walsh. And I think that is a big reason why the Angels offense has really struggled so much because with Shohei Otani doing what he's doing, teams are being a little bit more careful uh, careful around him. I think that has been a very obvious thing in the second half. And I think that's ultimately impacted what Otani has done as well because his numbers have not been quite as dominant as a hitter. I think part of that is teams are just being a little bit more selective with how they're pitching to him. When you have Phil Gosselin batting third or Jose Iglesias batting third, I mean, there's just some lineups that are being rolled out lately and you can see why teams are not pitching to Otani as much. And I think that is ultimately impacting the lineup as a whole. And I think when you look at what's happened over the last few months with the improvement in the rotation and what the offense has done, it does make you feel, it's not a great feeling knowing that if the Angels were fully healthy, if you had Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon in there right now, I do wonder what this team might look like and what their record might be like. I mean, I'm not going to go as far as saying that they would be holding a playoff spot right now. But I do think that a healthy Angels lineup, maybe they're 
in a competitive spot. They're maybe looking just outside of the playoff picture, but at least it's better than where they're at right now. And it's basically having uh, little to no playoff odds. So it's been a rough go for the Angels offense over the last few months. Yes, a big part of that has to do with the fact that injuries have played a huge role, but there are some serious underperformances from some Angels that have really led to this uh, ineptitude in the second half. So we're going to take our final break of this episode. But first, let me tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all of the parts that you need. Why wait for the warehouse to bring in your materials when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket? You can save time and money while using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are reliably low for every single customer. So make sure to head to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Just right, locked on, in there, how did you hear about us box, so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. This episode is also brought to you by Green Room. Green Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. Go download the free Green Room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. Green Room, changing the way that we talk about sports. So that's going to do it for today's episode. The Angels uh, did not play a great series over the weekend. Uh, if there's any silver lining, they're about to play one of the worst teams, if not the worst team in baseball, uh, upcoming in this series against the Baltimore Orioles. This is one series where the Angels should win. They should easily take two of three, uh, if not sweep the Orioles. This is a team that's 38-85. and 85. This should be a matchup that is going to help the Angels, so we'll see what happens. And the schedule gets a little tough. Uh, if you look at uh, the the weekend series, they've got two games against the uh, Padres on Friday and Saturday. And then on um, Monday, they have the Yankees, the hottest team in baseball coming to Anaheim. So things are going to get tough again. So the Angels have a very easy series coming up against the Baltimore Orioles. But I believe that's going to do it for today's episode. So as always, thank you for joining. Stay safe out there. We will talk some Angels baseball on Wednesday. Betting on a Major League Baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Just make sure to follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast from.